This is the First and 30 Podcast, the podcast that gives you the cliff notes of all the NFL news without all the bullshit. Today is Friday, September 10th, 2021, and I'm joined as always by Keith and Drew. It's finally here. Week one is two days away, and we've already got our first game in the books. Drew, how excited are you tonight? I'm pretty darn excited after what we just witnessed last night, and obviously, um, on Sunday, the, the plethora of games that we're about to discuss is so good to line up. There's some really, really great games that I just cannot cannot wait to watch, especially the, pa- the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Browns and the Chiefs. That 4 o'clock yeah. game slot is going to be bananas. It's going to be great, dude. I am, I am so stoked. Last night was like the best start to a season I've ever seen. Um, it was fucking awesome. Uh, I know, Keith, I know you're bummed coming out of that game, but do you have a little bit of like optimism now going into the season after seeing what the Cowboys just did last night? Yeah, I had a lot of optimism yesterday before the game started about just, you know, the NFL being back and us getting back into the swing of things. And, you know, Dallas definitely showed better than I anticipated last night. So that yeah. was that was encouraging. But it definitely feels like the NFL season is back as a Dallas fan because that game ended exactly how it would have and uh it's nothing like just you know getting bent over and sucker punched right in the chili ring the first game of the first week of the season so (laughs) but there's a lot of other games uh the rest of the weekend that we can uh talk about tonight and i'm definitely excited to dive into those with you guys hell yeah man getting punched in the chili ring is now my new favorite thing i've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) but yeah tonight we've got all kinds of games to go over we're gonna touch on last night's game just a little bit And then we've got all of the 1 o'clock games, 4 o'clock games, and primetime games that we're going to be covering. Our uh, picks on the spreads, fantasy advice, and all that to get you ready for Sunday. And we're going to be started with the 1 p.m. games right after this. Bounce. If you got my fucking back, then just say, Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team. All right, so we're going to be getting into all of the week one games uh, and spreads and fantasy stuff here in just a second, but last night's game was so fucking good. I mean, literally, every opening night game is always such a letdown. It's almost like the Super Bowl in a way as far as like it gets built up, built up, and then it very rarely delivers. But last night was the one in a million game. Um, It was so fucking good. Um, yeah, there were some minor mistakes, but for the most part, both teams looked like they were in mid-season form. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Drew, what were your thoughts on last night's game? Like, do you think the, I mean, I feel like the Bucks are definite, like, no doubt Super Bowl, uh, favorites because they were able to still get a win against a very good Dallas team, despite all the turnovers. Yeah, I, I mean, if you looked at that Bucks offense, we were kind of talking about pre-show, like, they're, they're right back to where they were. They are running a lot of Brady schemes, a lot of motion, and you could just tell that, that they're a lot better off right now than they were week one of last year, just with the offense. On the defensive side of the ball, they had a tall task with just Dallas's unbelievable skill set players there. And, um, you know, the defense had some injuries and they're a little thin on the back end. But as bad as the defense probably played for t- for the Bucks, I'm not concerned at all. This is just week one. They played against a very high-powered offense. And I have no doubt in my mind that they will 
be fine. What concerned me last night was the turnovers. There were a lot of turnovers. There were costly mistakes. I felt like if the Bucks didn't make them, they probably would have won this game pretty handily, probably 14 points. So it was kind of uncharacteristic of them, and they'll clean them up. So I'm confident in that. Uh, a takeaway that I had is, boy, Dak looked great. He did look like he didn't even miss a step last night yeah, after dude. you know the season he had, and that's really encouraging for um, – Dak fantasy owners such as myself, uh, I was just so elated. I think Dak, in my personal opinion, probably missed only four passes last night in which, like, they were bad passes. He had some incompletions, obviously, but you got to be really, really inspired as a, as a Cowboys fan because they look much better than they did last year already. And uh, for Micah Parsons, looks like the real deal. He's already the leader on that defense. I'm really encouraged to see what he has our takeaway is um, Brady is 44 going on 24. It's unbelievable. His arm <laughs> on crazy. that Hail Mary, if anybody questions his arm strength this year, they can go stick it up their tailpipe. I don't want to hear it. It's it's right it's it's right online with any other quarterback in the league. It's impressive. For sure. uh, Gronk is still Gronk. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's the Bucks. Uh, have have a really have a really really solid offense just like they did last year. Godwin, Evans, and and Gronk, and I, I was sad to see that OJ Howard didn't play and 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 all that. But all in all, man, really really great game. It was a wonderful start to the season, and I'm happy for both these teams. I think both these teams are in really good shape moving forward. Yeah, man, I I totally agree. I think that. The Cowboys, you know, I feel like they look like they could be super legit. If they can get anything out of that defense better than uh, last year, I think if that offense clicks the way it looked clicked last night, I think they're going to be a tough out. Keith, are you? Um, what are your thoughts on the Cowboys? Do you think C.D. Lamb is taking the next step this year? Yeah, definitely. He was he was open an awful lot last night. Um, obviously. We saw Gallup go down. We mentioned that before we started here. So that's going to open yep. up some more pass targets in that offense. Um, it's pretty apparent that Amari Cooper is still Dak's favorite target. And I think he's really comfortable throwing to, to Amari. Uh, they know their spots and, and he has a lot of trust in Amari. But, you know, CD is going to get there as we progress through the season. Dude's electric once he gets the ball in his hands. I'm sure he's got some things to work on as far as route running and all that stuff. But, yeah, I thought he looked really good. And there was a lot of fantasy points scored last night in that game. <laughs> yes, there were. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, there's just, like we could talk about this game for an hour. But just uh, a few other things. I thought Dak looked really good. Yeah, I wouldn't be concerned with Zeke. Uh, I think they, they schemed that way. I think they tried yep. to stay away from the middle of that defense and take them out of the game. Um, so, and Zeke, even though it doesn't seem like it, he played 82% of the snaps last night. Um, Tony Pollard was on the field, but I mean, remember they ran a ton of plays last night. So it probably seemed like Zeke was off the field more than he actually was. Um, the defense was definitely encouraging. They, they made some plays and I thought they played well against the run. That was a concern that I had, um, after they lost Gallimore, uh, in the preseason. So yep. yeah, a lot of good things to see. Um, I think we need to get our, our kicker straightened out a little bit. That was pretty pathetic. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, all in all, it was it was encouraging. I didn't think Dallas was going to hang like that, but it was a really good football game. Bummed they lost for sure, but 
uh, their their schedule thankfully softens up here a little bit for the next 10 weeks i think yeah their first uh, first 11 games they have their only game against a playoff team was last night so yeah i think i think they're set up for a good season man um i wouldn't hang my head at all as a cowboys fan that's uh you got to be super excited all right, so going into the week one lines, um, we are going to be covering all the games going against the spread, and we are going to um, basically go over uh, some fantasy tips as well. And our first game on the docket for this weekend is the Philadelphia Eagles plus three traveling to the Falcons. Drew, does Jalen Hurts come out of the gate hot against this Falcons D? I mean, they definitely have a strong case to put up some points on this on this Falcons defense they are not very good I am I am a little worried though from the standpoint that it's week one both these teams have new staffs uh Nick Sirianni's new head coach in Philadelphia Arthur Smith's new head coach of the Falcons um which is really interesting for Sirianni's standpoint because he comes from the Frank Reich tree and Frank Reich comes from the Doug Peterson tree so the Eagles are on some kind of uh, I, I don't know where they, where, what vein they're trying to hit here, but they, yeah. they certainly have some, some interesting choices of coaches here with the, with, with that coaching tree. But um, Jalen Hurst, I am looking for him to get off to a good start. This is a great matchup for him to kind of get work back into the offense this year because, like I said, that defense is just not very good. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna have his opportunities in this game for sure. So will um, Sanders. I think Sanders could have a very sneaky fantasy game this this week just because of that Falcons defense. So he's a great start for me this this week if you're able to snag him. Uh, I'm very interested in seeing the connection with Smith and um, and Jalen. You know, high draft pick, yep. Heisman winner. I want to see what he looks like. In, in in this in this offense and um i'm also we get to see the debut of kyle pitts who's probably the most rated tight end coming out of a draft since god i don't even know when it's it's he's very high up on everybody's board so i'm really looking forward from that standpoint to see what he looks like he's kind of a big bodied receiver put into a tight end body in a, in a sense so that's going to be really really fun uh, and I, I'm really looking forward to this game. Uh, but I do think the Eagles will probably end up winning this game um, just because I just, you know, I, I'm just not a believer in the Falcons. But yep. I like I like Ridley a lot as a fantasy stud in this game. This is probably one of my studs of the week is, is Calvin Ridley because I think the Falcons can have some success throwing the ball on Philly. But I'm going to take Philly in this game. Right on. Yeah, I think I'm on on board with the Eagles as well. I think the I don't know if I see anything in the Falcons that tells me that they're uh, better than the Eagles. Although, I mean, we are coming into Week One, so we have really nothing to base it off of. Uh, Keith, who do you like in this game, Falcons or Eagles? You guys are gonna make me do it on the first pick here. I'm taking the Falcons in this game. Right There's, on. We got we have two brand new head coaches. Uh, yep. We have two teams that I don't think any of us are super high on for this year. So. Mm-mm. The expectations are low for both sides, and I, I, I think it's a tough game to pick just because there are so many unknowns. Yep. Uh, I've got Jalen Hurts. We saw him, what, four times last year? Mm-hmm. So he's got a he's got a whole offseason working with the ones, um, being prepared as the starter, but we have 
you know, whole new coaching staff, like you mentioned. So a lot of unknowns in this game. I think there's definitely the chance for a lot of points in this game and some fantasy points uh, as well. I think it might be, might be a fun game to watch, but uh, yeah, definitely a tough one to pick, but I'm going to roll with the Falcons just because I have more faith in Matt Ryan. And I think that Arthur Smith probably has a little bit more experience than uh, Sirianni. Right on. Yeah. So right off the bat, uh, you're going against Drew and I taking the Falcons. Um, I think that will be kind of a sneaky, fun game. Um, there's a lot of players in there. Uh, I think that'll be fun to see flying around on the field. I am especially excited to see Pitts. Uh, the next game, this is a really good game. This is like, I mean, the NFL did us a lot of favors this year with some of these games. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers travel to the Buffalo Bills. The Steelers are getting six and a half. Keith, does this line seem a little off to you? It does at first glance. I don't think we're used to seeing the Steelers as underdogs, especially that many points. Yeah, uh, it's, been, it's been a while since we've seen that, probably since you know Ben wasn't the quarterback. Um, but yep. yeah, with the game being in Buffalo, uh, we've seen Big Ben struggle on the road in the past. They have a lot of new offensive linemen up front and trying to communicate and you know um, work together for the first time as a unit on the road in that, in that kind of situation is going to be tough for them. Um, they have a rookie running back in Najee making his first start. So some of the things that he could struggle with in his first, first game is blitz pickup. And that, that goes right back to protecting Ben, um, which we talked about how important that's going to be for the Steelers this season. So, um, yeah, we've seen a lot of good offenses stall in Buffalo before, and I don't think the Steelers defense is going to be as good as we all think it's going to be. Um, so I can see Josh Allen having one of those days here. And I, I do like the bills to win this right on. Yeah. I actually am on, on board with the bills as well. Uh, giving six and a half. I think that they, if they're going to do what everyone thinks they're going to do, they have to start off with a statement against the Steelers. And I agree that, um, you know, I don't think their defense is what it what it was to start the season last year. Uh, Drew, from a p- fantasy perspective, is there anybody that stands out to you in this game as like a dude that's going to be a stud? Well, I mean, I'm not going to go against Diggs and Allen. I mean, those two guys yeah. are have such a connection, yeah. and I think it's a good matchup for Diggs, all things considering, because um, I, I think you know part of the Steelers' weakness on defense, if they, if they have one, is probably their secondary a little bit. Their their front line and with uh, T.J. Watt, who just got re-signed, they they finished that contract out, eighty million guaranteed. Yep, uh, that's pretty nice for a twenty-four year old or, tw- <laughs> or maybe he's twenty-six. I don't know, but he's young, and that's a lot of money for a young guy. So um, I think Diggs will have a, have a really great game, and I'm interested to see how they work Emmanuel Sanders in to the game and see how his rapport with Josh Allen is. Um, so I'm not playing, uh, I'm not playing him, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to sit back and watch and just see uh, what Emmanuel Sanders role is in this offense. Cause we have yet to see it. So I, I'm very interested in that. I'm also just interested to see how they utilize both Moss and Singletary. I'm really hoping that they try to get more of a balanced offense this year. Cause like I had said in a previous podcast, I do think that, is going to help them open up the play action a lot more, and, and it's just going to allow Allen to just dice up defense. So I'd like to see them come out a little bit more balanced. But this game is a is the line is weird. I, I actually think this is going to be a close game just because it's week one in the books. I, I think both teams are 
they have their highs and their low points here. Both of them are have really good skill position um, players. I mean, the Steelers have the 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 first game of Najee Harris. How is he going to look? How much yep. is he going to be dependent on in this game? And then you have Claypool and and Johnson. How many targets is Johnson going to get? Which I feel like he's going to have a lot of targets this game because I think they're going to need it just to stay into this into this game a little bit. Which I I think they will. I that's why I don't think I'm touching this spread this week. I I just I don't know. I have a feeling like. Like Buffalo is going to end up winning it with a field goal late in the in the game. It just feels like these guys are going to be like a slugfest in in a sense. But I also I'm interested to see how Big Ben's arm look. Is if it looks like it was looking in the preseason, I have no concern that he's going to find his guys. But Buffalo's defensive front is pretty good. Can that Steelers offensive front hold up? And if not. Um, you know, I may be singing a different tune, but they're going to have to have some good play calls, get the ball out of Big Ben's hands a little faster uh, and to stay in this game. But this game is going to be fun. I'm going to really enjoy this because I have a lot of fantasy uh, guys in this game. I'm a huge Deontay Johnson owner. I have Diggs. I have Allen in my in my team. So I'm going to be watching this one with bated breath. But I think I got the Bills uh, winning it late in the in the fourth quarter here. Right on. So we're all in the Bills to win, but uh, Drew's taking the points with the Steelers. Um, all right. The next game on the list, the Minnesota Vikings travel to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Going to get to see a little bit of Joe, Joe Burrow action in this one, see how he looks. Um, Drew, is there any chance the Bengals surprise the Vikings? That, you know, the Vikings are give, giving three on the road. Um, any chance they get surprised? I, I I don't think so. I think it's going to take a minute for this Bengals offense to gel. I think over the all over the off season, the Vikings defense got better. I'm looking for them to play better against this Bengals offense. Um, so I, I think Bengals probably get off to a slow start in this game, and I, I I'm interested to see um jamar chase's role and see what his target share is going to look like with with boyd and um and higgins uh i i I see Mixon probably not having his best game of of the year because i I do believe that the vikings defense is improved they got a great defensive line and i think probably the bengals end up struggling a little bit here early uh, until they kind of get their feet from underneath them and especially joe burrow coming off that gruesome injury He's going to have some head games to play. He's going to have to start getting into a rhythm early. If I, I, I kind of see a couple three and outs early, and then he gets his legs underneath him. Um, this was a tough pick for me to pick, but I think ultimately Jefferson's really going to get going for Minnesota. I really like him a lot in fantasy this week, along with Cook. I just think the Bengals' defense is you know, nothing to write home about, and I think they can take advantage of that. So this is a great matchup for both Cook and, and Jefferson, and I probably got the, the Minnesota Vikings to win on the road here. Right on. Yeah, I, the, I've heard some people making cases for the Bengals this week, and I, I just that defense just gives me, you know, I, I don't love the Vikings this year, but the Bengals defense just to me doesn't seem like it's uh, going to be able to stop the Vikings once they get rolling. So I'm going Vikings minus three as well. Keith, are you with us both on the Vikings, or uh, do you like anything on the Bengals? Yeah, I'm with you guys on the Vikings. Um, usually don't like seeing or taking a or going against a, a home underdog. Don't really look. That's 
usually kind of odd, but yeah, um, I I don't love the the Vikings, and I, I like Kirk Cousins more than you guys do, but um, I think the Vikings will definitely do enough here on offense against the weak uh, Cincinnati defense. And on the Vikings side, I, I do think that the Vikings defense is going to be better than anticipated. Drew already alluded to it. You know, Burrow, Burrow coming back, he's going to have to get comfortable back there against this defense and and settle in. And and Jamar Chase still, uh, we don't know if he's going to be able to to hang on to the ball for them. And I, I just think the Bengals have a long way to go. So to get to go and get a win in Week One is pretty unlikely for them, I think. Yeah, I I, I have to agree. Do you? Is there? Any chance you would like start like a Jamar Chase if you had him in a fantasy league? It would depend on my options, but I yeah. don't think that I don't think that I would, see. If, if if you are forced to start him, it's not something that you feel good about. Yeah, I, I can agree. Way. I can agree. I feel like I would wouldn't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. I, I would hope in week one, where pretty much all of the players are healthy, that you'd probably have a better option on your bench this week. A- absolutely, for sure. Um, okay, our next game. This one looks like it could be ugly. The San Francisco 49ers travel to the Detroit Lions. The Niners are giving seven and a half points. Um, Keith, are you starting all your Niners against this terrible Lions defense? Yeah, I'm definitely interested in the 49er run game this week just because I think they're going to be up in this game pretty early. Um, They like to rely on that run game anyway. So even if you have Trey Sermon late in the game, I think he's going to get plenty of work. They're going to try to see what he's got. Um, They'll probably try to rotate him in with Raheem Mostert, who will probably get off to a hot start in this one. I would caution maybe against some of the pass catchers on the outside for the Niners, just because if they do get out to a big lead and just because they do rely on the run game so heavily, um, some of those fringe guys like Debo Samuel, uh, Mm -hmm. Brandon Ayuk, if it's between them and somebody else, you might want to look at a game with a higher point total than this one. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I think this um, this sets up nicely for the Niners as a start to the season to be able to. I mean, I, I'm a little bit higher on the Lions than you guys, just because I'm like really focused more on Dan Campbell. But I think I'm like already starting to go against my my thoughts from our NFC preview pod. But um, yeah, I, I I feel like the Lions are going to struggle in this one. Um, I would love to take them, but I, I'm not that crazy. I think the Niners and the points um, is the way to go with this. Uh, Drew, are you in agreement, or do you feel like there's anything the Lions can do to keep this one close? I do, actually. And in fact, I think this game is going to be a closer game than many expect. I know Ooh, I'm, interesting. I know, I know it sounds crazy. I got 49ers winning it, though, but I know it sounds crazy. But I think the Lions can do some things if they can sustain some drives we now know that DeAndre Swift is going to play and that's Jamal big. Williams. So that's huge for fantasy. It's huge for the Lions. The other thing to remember is that Jared Goff, as bad as we bash him, and rightfully so, he does mm-hmm. have a lot of experience playing against San Francisco. That's true. Um, you know, it's in his old division. And so the other thing to remember, too, is the Niners are have to travel east here. So, you know, yeah. they, they, they do play on the road. So – there is there is an outcome where Detroit could keep them in the game because one thing Detroit does have going for them is they have one of the best offensive lines in the game. So if they can yep. establish this run with the offensive line and just buy golf some time and get Hawkinson involved, we get to see rookie um, Brown play this this week and see if he can get involved. So I, I think there is a an outcome where the where the Lions keep it close. 
But I do like it on the flip side of the ball with the 49ers and all the things that they can do with George Kittle, getting Mozart running and, and, and just have their gadget plays and get Jimmy G comfortable. Uh, I do think they're going to win this game. I just I don't I don't see it as a blowout, which is what I think when people just look at the the game itself, they just expect. I, I think, you know, the Lions are going to put up a little bit of a fight, more more of a fight than people expect. Right on. So, do you would you take uh, the Lions with the, getting seven and a half in this one? I probably would, to be honest with you. Right on. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it, bold. I know it I is know pretty it's bold, crazy, but I I don't know. I just have a feeling that we we're, we're going to be surprised on this one. Uh, even though the outcome, we probably won't be surprised, but just the points here, I think, will be surprised. I think Detroit can hang in. Okay. Yeah, that I. I'm excited to see. This is going to be the first time seeing Jared Goff in that offense. I kind of want to see if he, you know, there's some some stats on him as far as just total wins that he's gotten that are, that are interesting. However, it was with a loaded Rams team, but I right. guess we will see. Okay, um, this next game is going to be, I feel like, a roller coaster ride of emotions for myself. The Cardinals are getting three points going to Tennessee. Um, you know, I'm. I'm pretty optimistic on the Titans this season. However, they haven't fared very well against running quarterbacks. And if Kyler is running, he's healthy. Um, I could see him giving him trouble. Um, this one makes me a little a little nervous. I, I think ultimately the Titans win. Drew, is this matchup uh, juicy for Kyler and the Cards through the air? It certainly can. It's actually juicy for both teams because both teams have questionary uh, secondaries here. So. Both teams could really flourish with their passing attack here. Uh, we got the addition of Julio Jones and, you know, one of the most scariest wide receivers in A.J. Brown here. And so there could be points put up all over the place. And Derrick Henry, he can get going even though um, the Cardinals' front is pretty decent with, with Jones and and, uh, and J.J. But th this, this could be one of those games that, that's high scoring, especially if Kyler Murray can step up and be a better passer. Um, because he has all the weapons you could possibly ask for on that offense. And with, like I said earlier, if the secondaries aren't that good, there certainly could be a bonanza of fantasy points going through these receivers and these quarterbacks. So I do like it as a good starting game for both these quarterbacks to kind of settle into the season here and just get it going. Yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely see that because I, I do agree with you that the defense is – um, both are susceptible through the air for sure. And I, I have seen, seen some predictions of this one getting into the thirties, Keith, from, uh, from a fantasy perspective, if there are a lot of points all over the place, who are the guys that you would be targeting in this one? Yeah, I think this is kind of one of those games where if you start them, if you got them, as yeah. far as it goes yep. on the outside, especially I think AJ Brown, obviously Julio, you got to start Julio this week because you yep. don't know how many weeks he could be healthy in this game. <laughs> True. Um, I, I, I'm starting Tannehill in a league. I'm very excited about that. Uh, the game yep. total on this one is 53 and a half, so it's going to get up there pretty good. Um, Derek Henry with fresh legs. Yep. <laughs> I, yep. It, it cannot be exciting going into week one knowing that Derek Henry hasn't hasn't <laughs> been carrying the ball for 14 straight weeks. Yeah, so he's ready he's, to take out some aggression. He's going to be fresh, and I think if, you know, Tennessee's got to stay in this game to keep him involved and, and do what they want to do. But um, in the end, I like Tennessee here to win at home. My only hesitation is we just don't I, – I think the Cards D is going to be sneaky good this year. 
Yeah. We just don't know how good they're going to be. So I think if one of the defenses can make a play in this game, um, I think that could be the turning point. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins uh, gets a pick or something like that in this game and turns the tide. I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about it, and I'm excited to, to see how this Titan season starts. Okay, Drew, I, c- I completely forgot to ask you, uh, who are you taking in this Titans game? Are you taking the Titans minus three or the cards? Who do you like? I think I'm going to take the Titans. I've been gnawing it over. I know the Titans are historically not great with running quarterbacks, but Cardinals are on the road. I'm not a believer in Cliff Kingsbury. And, I, you know, with Kyler being back, you know, at quarterback just all fidgety and crack-headed up, I, I don't know. I just I, – I'm going to go with the Titans here at home. Right on. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy that you like, like them on, at home. Um, Keith, what are your thoughts on uh, Kyler – bouncing around the pocket yeah he, he gets back there and he just re- feels like he has no idea what he is back there to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he, he bounces off of people he can't see where he's going um he just his legs move a thousand miles an hour yeah and his head swivels a thousand miles an hour um <laughs> yeah i think if he could just get back there and get settled in he'd be a little bit better off as a passer but we know how lethal his legs are, and that's that's where he's going to be doing most of his damage in this game, probably. Yeah, it, uh, it, that that parts the that the part that makes me nervous, but hopefully the Titans can get it done. Um, staying in the division, uh, the Seattle Seahawks are getting two giving two and a half points on the road in Indianapolis. Um, this one I feel like is is sneaky. Uh, I think the Seahawks are going to blow the Colts out because I really don't like Carson Wentz in this offense. Uh, Keith, is this line a reflection of Wentz, lack of preseason, or respect for the Seahawks? Yeah, I I feel like it was a little bit of both. People seem really high on Seattle this year. I'm not one of those people, but um, and and Wentz just being uncertain um, and that that offensive line being a little uncertain with Quentin Nelson coming off injury also. Yeah. So, I think on the paper, this feels like a really good matchup. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that the Colts are going to be home underdogs in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the biggest differentiator on these teams is obviously a quarterback. You, you can trust Russell Wilson. Um, I just don't like I don't like Seattle's offensive line, and I really don't like their defense this year either. So yeah. I think that just the Colts are a better team top to bottom as far as it goes as, as playing defense. So um yeah, Colts are just an overall better team in my opinion, and with Seattle traveling, um, that also weighed into my decision. I'm taking the Colts. Right on. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I just, don't, I guess I just don't see it that way, just because of because of Wentz. I just kind of, he gives me, he makes me nervous on this team. I, I'm hoping that he is not going to be good because if he does play well, this team's dangerous because their defense is very strong. Um, I just see Wentz making a couple turnovers in this game and giving Seattle some free points. Uh, Drew, who you like in this one? Do you like, do you trust Carson Wentz? Would you start Carson Wentz in a fantasy league this year, this week? It would be a definitely a rough go of it with the start Wentz this week. And if you're starting <laughs> For Wentz, sure. to be quite honest with you, I don't know what you're doing or what kind of draft, what kind of draft scenario you had. You Six, probably, 16 man league or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, if it's like real deep, then, you know, then you got to go with Wentz, but it does worry me because Wentz hasn't been practicing because of that foot. So now you're going to just throw him out in the game one on a new team uh, with new players and new teammates. 
I'm a little worried about that. Obviously, there's a little to be desired about Seattle's defense because outside of Bobby Wagner, they don't really have anybody. So, um, you know, Wentz has that going for him, but maybe they can establish the run game through Taylor. I hope he has a good game. They just extended Nine Hines contracts for another four years, so they that tells you what they think about him, and they could get involved in the pass game there and try to keep Wentz uh, mistakes to a to a minimum. Um, but you know, I, Indy has a really great defense, but I don't know if it's great enough to go up against Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf and a yep. Brennan Russell Wilson and a Chris Carson. Yeah. I mean, that's a nice that's a nice four piece right there um, uh, for Seattle. And I know they're on the road. I know Indy's kind of a tough building to play in, but it is. Uh, it is going to be an interesting game, but I, I just I'm with you, Kev. Like Carson Wentz, until I see it again, till I see him get back to the MVP caliber, until I see him comfortable uh, making the making the right checkdowns and and, and observatory throws here in that uh, Seattle secondary with Bobby Wagner. I I think I have to just trust my instincts here and go with Seattle because I I really do need to see it with my own two eyes to see how Carson Wentz uh, returns to play in form here. Right on. Yeah, I would I would love it if uh, the Colts would start off the season with a loss here. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that Wentz doesn't come out of the gate hot. Um, moving along to another interesting matchup at one o'clock, the Los Angeles Chargers. Almost said San Diego. Los Angeles Chargers tra- uh, travel to the Washington Red Potatoes. Um, the Chargers. When I looked at the line, they were give, getting one point on the road. So the the potatoes are one point favorites. Um, from a fantasy perspective, Drew, I've seen some stuff about Eckler this week. If he's not able to go, who is the running uh, the Chargers back that you're targeting? So the backup for the Chargers uh, is Justin Jackson. However, he's not going to get the starting job this week because as we found out today, Austin Eckler is back at practice. So all you Eckler fans and owners out there, rejoice. Uh, it's, it would be a hard break to start off your first week of fantasy football without your number one uh, running back. So uh, all things positive in that regard. Uh, this is a really interesting game for both teams because uh, Washington's defense is really, really good. And Chargers have to travel the whole way across the United States to play this game. So um, the question remains, is Justin Jefferson or I'm sorry, is um, the Chargers going to be able to put up enough points to win this game? And what's Fitzpatrick going to look like against a pretty decent Chargers defense with yep. with uh, Edwin James back there and and Bosa? I mean, it's going to be a really, really great game. I, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. I think this game um, from a fantasy perspective, they aren't going to have great, great numbers because both teams are going to keep these players in check. Um, but, you know, as we talked about last week, we we're pretty high on the Chargers, and I, I can see the Chargers ended up winning this game, and they're favored by one. I don't know if I'd take that spread because it's like just one point. I think someone's going to win by more than one. So I, I got the Chargers winning this game at Washington and um, get off to a good start in the AFC West. Right on. I actually, I think I'm leaning more potatoes just because I, I, I'm interested to see what the, uh, 
you know, what Justin Herbert looks like with fans in the stands, you know, considering all of last year he didn't have to deal with fan noise and stuff. I feel like I, the way I look at this game, I, this one seems like it could be kind of sloppy. I think it's going to be low scoring, and I could see I could see uh, Herbert not exactly looking as studdish as everybody is on him this year. Keith, are you in agreement with that? Do you like the red red potatoes here? Yeah, I'm going to take the taters in this game also, Kev. Um, really tough draw for the Chargers here. They had a lot of hype coming yep. in, and, and it seemed to be uh, waning throughout this week with all the Eckler news. And and then you look up, and it's like, oh, shit, they have to travel to D.C. Or, I'm sorry, Landover, Maryland, <laughs> yeah. to, to play the taters. Uh, definitely a tough draw for them. And it will be interesting to see Justin Herbert this year and how he reacts because we've talked about it with other teams and other players. Um, he came out last year. Nobody was prepared to play him um, going into the season. So a year's worth of tape on Justin Herbert for defenses to take a look at before they, they go and prepare to play them. So that will be interesting to see. I think the, the Washington team, um, I think they have enough on offense to, to, um, to put up enough points to outdo what um, their opponents will do because of their defense being so good. Um, damn, I couldn't get that out. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I really like the defense and it'll be, it'll be difficult for, for Herbert and the chargers to get going, especially if Eckler is not 100%. So I'm, I'm on the taters here. Right on. You got, you got some potatoes stuck in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Something mashed potatoes stuck on the roof of my mouth. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I don't know this one, this one like would scare me if I had any players from in fantasy, I had to start in this game. I, I, I don't. I don't really like anything, maybe defenses, honestly, because, I don't know, this just screams being a sloppy, low-scoring game. I could see, like, a 9-6 type situation. I, I Like, I don't know. I, it, for some reason, I just have that feeling when I see this game on the schedule. Um, I would typically have had that feeling with this next game. However, I actually am excited about this game. The Jets are getting four points on the road or the giving four point getting four points my bad on the road in carolina um i am all about this game i am going to probably be flipping over to this at, during titans commercials because uh i like what the panthers look like on paper and i i actually am excited to see how darnold looks in this game and i think i'm really excited about zach wilson as well um do you uh keith do you see this game turning into a shootout the dog does yeah so obviously a lot to like here we have two young ascending teams that we that we are all excited to see this year um two very exciting coaches up and coming and we've got some revamped rosters with brand new quarterbacks so there's a lot to learn in this game i think the the panthers however in their ascension if you want to say they, they've got a one-year head start with their head coach and um that team was is really motivated to come out and play better than they did last year. And they've got a really motivated Sam Darnold with a lot of weapons. They've got a young, hungry defense over there. And the fact that they're playing at home week one. Um, I am excited about the Jets, but having a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach on the road week one, um, I can kind of see the Panthers actually running away with this one, to be honest. I, I'm really excited about this team. and I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, I, I, I definitely – could see this one becoming a uh, a bit out of reach for the Jets. I'm excited about them, and I do have a lot of optimism about them. But I agree, rookie quarterback on the road with a new with a new head coach. Um, 
I, and I, I also like the Panthers this year. I think that they're that nobody like I've seen them ranked as like 28th in the league on like um, power rankings and stuff like that. I, I'm really high on them. I like them a lot. Um, Drew, do you are you on the Panthers with us? Do you like them in this game or do you like the Jets to cover? Yeah, I, I like I like the Panthers here. I mean, we have a more experienced quarterback in Sam Darnold. I know he's on a new team, um, and I think Carolina's defense is going to keep them in this ball game. I think they're kind of sneaky underrated from the defensive standpoint. Um, but this is a super interesting game, and there's many reasons why. I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, basically Darnold going up against his old team. You know, he was a number one draft pick against the number two draft pick, and and um, Zach Wilson here. So this is Zach Wilson's first game, which is super, really fascinating because he's got a lot, a lot of um, excitement around him. I want to see how they use, utilize Corey Davis. And then the most thing I'm excited about is I want to see my boy Elijah Moore. I mean, I'm huge on Elijah Moore. I, the talent is there. I want to see what kind of game he has, what kind of role he has from a fantasy standpoint. Is he a true sleeper that we are all thinking that he's going to be this year? So it's it's going to be really, really fascinating. But for what it comes down to, like even if Darnold doesn't play well and, and Zach Wilson does, they ain't stopping Christian McCaffrey. He's my number one running back this week. He's going to score a ton of, a ton of points. Yeah. And um, I got Carolina win this game like – 2720. Uh I I think I think they'll they'll handle the Jets a, a loss and the Jets will get you some garbage time points in your fantasy teams later in this game. But um this is a game I want to watch actually. And I typically would not be saying this in the years past, but this one kind of fan, uh, interests me and it, it spurs my curiosity because there's a lot of uh different guys I went like DJ Moore he could have a huge game. This could be, you know, put him on pace for some, some, some fantasy points, and then uh, and, uh, Robbie Anderson. So like, there's just a whole bunch of storylines in this game that you just kind of don't think about. You kind of brush it under the rug because they're not great teams, but it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see teams like the Jets as they uh, kind of get these new players involved like i mean they actually have like exciting players on their team like i'm excited to see the jets actually maybe kind of start their ascension into not being the, a complete laughing stock um i don't know if that necessarily starts this week but i could i do see some garbage time points um now all of those one o'clock games i think were awesome and our last one o'clock game is absolutely terrible um the jacksonville jaguars are on the road they're giving three points at the Texans. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like that at all. If I'm a, uh, if I'm betting on this game, I like I I actually like the Texans big time in this. Drew, do you trust a rookie quarterback on the road in his first NFL game giving three points? Uh, typically, I want, but they're playing the Texans, so you know, true. You gotta you gotta love that, and you know, Trevor Lawrence looks like the real deal. Um, yeah. So I, I do feel confident that uh, that he's going to start and play well. He's got weapons all around him with LaVishka Chenault and Shark and, and um, a, a seasoned veteran in, in, in Marvin Jones. He's got a good running back that's been established since last year, James Robinson. And the Texans are, well, they're the Texans. <laughs> they're the Texans. <laughs> and, you know, T-Rod hasn't played in a year. 
So we got to see what he looks like ever since he got poked in the lung with a needle. And yep. so that doesn't happen again this year or they're going to be in real trouble. Uh, we found out that Deshaun Watson is not going to play, not injury related. Very interesting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think the Texans, there's nothing for me to get excited about for them. And just in that regard alone, I'm actually going to pick the Jags here just because I just I think the Jags have more intrigue for me personally than than the texans do uh but this is going to be like a pillow fight i mean the both teams aren't really good urban meyer's first game we don't know what he's going to look like as a coach yet that's to be determined but you know Trevor lawrence can make things happen with both his legs and his arms and like i said he's got the talent around there so i i just think the texans are such a mess that i i don't want to touch them at all and i i actually going to probably give the jags one of their few wins uh, th- this week yeah I, I i think either way this is going to be one of the few wins for both of these teams i i i don't know i feel like if the texans are going to get a win this year it's this game so i feel like they're going to have to throw everything they've got to get this win uh, just from a standpoint of not wanting to go oh and 17 that's just the only my only thinking in this is i feel like this is their super bowl um keith i mean is there anybody you like from a fantasy point in this game yeah, I guess by default, you kind of have to lean towards Trevor Lawrence. Um, I know I'm seeing him started in a few two-quarterback leagues that I'm in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable starting him as like a top-12 guy just mm-hmm. yet until we see what he's got. But uh, he couldn't ask for a more cupcake matchup for his first NFL career start, even though, again, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback on the road. Uh, don't get me wrong, both these teams are going to suck this year. But um, the Texans have – a lot of veteran players that they've signed, mm-hmm. not a lot of young, exciting players. I, th- I think I saw that they have, like, they're not starting any rookies. That's and pretty they're, wild. like, the worst team in the world. So, um, But, yeah, I think a lot of those veteran guys, I think they'll be able to rally around Tyrod this week. They know that they have limited chances at wins this year, so why not come out and try to prove everybody wrong in the first week? Yeah. Um, so... And, and I said it the last time that we, that we recorded that I liked that line for the Texans in the first game of the season. So I'm going to stick with my pick there. Right on. Yeah, um, it's definitely uh, – I actually am taking them in a uh, suicide pool. I feel like a, a lunatic. Yep, I'm, I am doing that this weekend just because I don't really like doing suicide pools. I'm, do, I'm basically donating $10 for this thing because I hate doing them. It just drives me nuts. So I figure might as well take the Texans and see if I look like a genius. But You don't have to like, take it so literally. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, all right. So that is a nice slate for the 1 o'clock games. I am super stoked for that. Um, we've got a pretty decent slate in the afternoon at four o'clock, including the Pats and the Dolphins. And we're going to be covering all those four o'clock games coming up right after this. Okay. So the four o'clock games, I mean, the NFL schedule week one, this is the most loaded week one schedule I've seen in a while. And it kicks off at four o'clock with another fucking awesome game rematch of the divisional round uh, last year in the AFC the Browns getting five and a half points at the Chiefs um, Keith there's a lot of hype around the Browns did they come out and make a major statement here in week one on the road 
Yeah, so super stoked for this game. I think it's going to be fun as shit to watch, and I think it's going to be a very competitive game as well. Those Brownies, they've got revenge on their minds from that game that you mentioned from last year. They've got a new-look defense that we, I think, can all agree is probably going to be pretty nasty this year. Yep. Um, but it's just another one of those situations. It's a really tough draw for a team that we really like and expect to be good to go yeah. on the road against the Chiefs week one against Andy Reid, um, who mm-hmm. has this crazy track record of coming off of games like off of a bye week. And he wins all these games coming off of bye week. So I think them having a lot of motivation themselves coming off of a shitty performance in the Super Bowl to come back out. And they need to announce themselves as being back this year as well. So yeah. there's a lot of motivation on both yep. sides. And having all that time to prepare for Andy Reid, um, it's – it's going to be a really good game, and and I'm still pulling for my brownies here, but I think in the end the Chiefs are going to get it done at home. Yeah, I I, I was thinking about taking the Browns straight up in this one, to be honest, and you just scared the shit out of me with that. I don't know if I want to do it, but fuck it, I'm sticking with them. I, th- I, I mean, I, you make a ton of great points about the Chiefs actually needing to come out and make a statement as well because – Oh man, yeah, that makes me nervous, but I'm still gonna ride with the Browns. Let's see what the fuck happens. Let's let's do it. Uh, Drew, fantasy wise, is there anything that scares you about starting any Chiefs in this one? Do you feel like that Browns defense could put up uh, some stops against some of those big name guys on the Chiefs? Yeah, not at all. I mean, I honestly am one of those pundits that just feel like. All the fantasy players on the Chiefs are matchup proof. Uh, yeah. They're going to get theirs because they create they create the opportunities through their play calls. Um, Patrick Mahomes buys times with his feet, and we all know what he's like. So no, I, I have complete confidence in Kelsey and Hill. Uh, I probably won't be starting Michael Harmon though, and you know Clyde Edwards. You paid a high draft price for him. You're starting him. So I have no no reservations with that. And okay. s- same with the opposite side of the ball. I, I have no reservations because if there is a weak link for the Chiefs, it's that secondary in the defense. Um, so I I feel comfortable from a fantasy standpoint all around. In fact, they could all have, have decent games here. Um, but there is a crazy stack. I don't mean to make you feel bad, Kev, but Patrick Mahomes is 8-0 in September uh, since his That's start true. in the league. And, and, so, and Andy Reid's record in September is the best in NFL history. So – um, I, I have the feeling that uh, the Browns are, are going to do what they can do to hang in this game. Uh, I think we're all excited about the Browns, and we would like to see them win. And uh, it's certainly possible, and there, there's not a doubt about it. But I just think the, the Chiefs, uh, they're a fine oil machine. I think they get it done, but I think the Browns can get that done later in the season. I think the Browns are one of those teams that got to get going and get 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 some rhythm together. And this is a tough draw for them, but this is a great game for us. I mean, this is – man, you for couldn't sure. ask for a better game at the 4 o'clock spot. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to be hanging out with you, Kev, on Sunday watching this game. Yep. And yep. it's it's going to be a good one. It's, I don't think Chiefs are going to pull away with it in terms of, like, large margins. I just think they get it done. They're at home. They're an arrowhead, uh, and they're so talented. And uh, I think the Browns – have a moral victory in a sense if they could possibly have one this week. But I know they are, have high expectations as we have high expectations for them as well. But I do think the Chiefs end up pulling this out in the end. Right on. I think you just talked me off of taking the Browns straight up, and I'd, I'd take them in the points. I think uh, I think you're 
think you guys both talked me off being a little bit too over enthusiastic about them um okay now we've got a game i'm excited to watch this game with you on sunday drew uh the the miami dolphins plus three traveling through the patriots um so the patriots three-point favorites with a rookie quarterback drew what are your thoughts on this does mac jones start his career with a win Oh, yeah. There's no better way to ring in a new rookie and a new era in New England than a dub. And we're going to take a dub off of Miami this week. I just have a good feeling about it. Um, I don't trust Tua. I think Belichick is going to have a really, really great scheme for Tua. Uh, There's not a whole lot of tape on Mac Jones, so uh, Flores is going to have his hands full. But I honestly think that this game is going to be very close and it's going to be very low scoring. I don't think this game will be a high-scoring game whatsoever i think mac's going to get get going but get comfortable but not put up a whole lot of points because they're not going to put the ball in his hands a whole lot this game they're going to make sure that he starts off on a good foot that they're not going to throw uh interceptions and do stupid mistakes because the dolphins have a very good secondary they're very very good and there's a possibility that you know if mac starts forcing stuff that um the turnovers could add up so i see a lot of ground and pound in this game and just scheming and and controlling the clock for the patriots uh i'm very excited for this game i can't wait to see this 400 running back monster that we got going on in new england and uh that offensive line is going to keep mac clean he's going to make the throws that he needs to make but they're going to be a lot of little little throws and mid-tier throws but he's going to Get his feet wet here. He's going to get the win uh, against Miami, and uh, Patriots Nation is going to be happy at the end of the end of Sunday here, and we're going to be off to a good start. Right on. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, I, I something about Tua scares the hell out of me. The fact that they the Dolphins have not been committed to him, so I agree with you. I think the Pats get it done, even though there is you know records out there for the um for rookie quarterbacks starting their first game uh and, and not to mention too like just being scared about too their own teammates didn't even pick him to be a captain when have you ever heard of such a thing that your yep. quarterback isn't being picked as a captain that says yep. a lot to me I, I know a lot of people have been talking about that this week and i it stands out to me i'm kind of shocked that why wouldn't you make your quarterback a captain? And the only thing I can think of is they don't really believe him. They very wishy-washy about Tua right now. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I'm going with going with the Pats minus three. Um, Keith, do you agree with that? Are you on board as well? Oh, you know I am. They can't win the division if they start losing divisional games in the first week. Very correct. So um, yeah, so great divisional game to start off uh, in that four o'clock window here. Um, I think there's a lot to learn from this game. So there's going to be a, uh, eyes on Mac Jones. How does uh, McDaniel scheme for him? How does this offense look with him sliding in there after Cam being there last year? Um, all eyes on Tua. Did he progress over the offseason? Is he someone that they can trust going forward? Um, with some more weapons put around him, does he look a little bit better than he did last year, at least showing some improvements? And um, I'm looking at that Miami defense, too. We saw them have a really nice streak last year. So uh, interested to see if if that was for real or not, if it's something they can carry over and continue to play tough defenses. Because if they can play tough defense like they did last year, that's going to really help them stay in games um, with two of a quarterback. And I think it'll be there'll be a tough out going forward for a lot of teams. Um, but, yeah, a, another 
coach that has a lot of experience with a lot of time to prepare for this week one matchup and Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels getting them ready to go. It was important to get uh, Cam moved out of there and name Mac Jones a starter to get him prepared as the week one starter um, and get all those reps he can before the, the season kicks off. So, um, but it's going to be a key for the Patriots to get the running game going. Um, I do think they could see some struggles passing, but yeah, I think the Pats are going to win this one. Yeah. I actually, you know, thinking about it more, uh, I, I like the, the Pats no matter what their offense does. Cause I think this defense, the one thing that is kind of going under the radar is how fucking good this defense could be. And I, I, I don't know it, it, if all the things on Tua that don't smell right, actually don't smell right. This could get ugly quickly because that defense is going to be fucking dirty. So I like the Pats in this one. Um, okay. Another pretty good game. This one's actually going to be in Jacksonville because of the fact that the hurricane uh, made it not playable in new Orleans. The Green Bay Packers are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Jacksonville for the New Orleans Saints. Um, Keith, is there any chance that Jameis Winston, in back in Florida, gets an upset over Rodgers? Yeah, so I, I read something interesting that, like, um, the New Orleans ha- put together a group of people to do a study to see what would be the most – difficult travel path for green bay fans to get to the game and that's why they landed on jacksonville yeah um as far as flights go so i thought that was really interesting um but back to your question Jameis is going to be well motivated this year he's got his chance to start now um there's a lot of memes out there on Jameis winston and a lot of uh jokes going around about his 30 for 30 season the last time that we saw him (laughs) get the start uh so he's got plenty of motivation and I think it's important for him to come out and play well to cement that job because I would still caution that Sean Payton can still turn this around and make the wrong decision and put his um, illegitimate son, Taysom Hill, back in at starting <laughs> quarterback. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be a nice opportunity for some fantasy points in this game as well. I think we'll see some offense. Both teams should be good this year, and I think it'll be interesting to see how this Packers offensive line holds up because they they lost some key pieces in the offseason. We know that New Orleans is good up front on the defensive side, so that'll be uh, something to watch. And it'll also be interesting to see if the Saints um, can get to Rodgers, and it'll be key for Jameis to protect the ball, obviously limit his mistakes. And if, if Jameis can get his mistakes down in this game and they can get to Rodgers. I can see a path to the saints actually winning this football game just because I think they're a really good team overall. But um, if I'm picking here, I'm going to go ahead and take Rodgers just because I trust him a lot more than Jameis. Yeah, I agree. One of the, the things that I was thinking about from the, uh, with this game was like maybe if it was like super hot and muggy. I don't I don't think Rogers has like a great history going down into Florida. I don't think he does it very frequently, but it's going to be pretty mild temperatures, so I don't think that's going to play a factor. Uh, I like the Saints this year with Winston, but at the same time, I think Week One. As much as I hate Aaron Rodgers, I got to roll with him. Uh, Drew, fantasy wise for this game, is there? anything that you like about starting Jameis Winston? I mean, in years past, man, Jameis Winston was a fantasy monster in terms of like, if you had one of his receivers, cause he just threw the ball so much. Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a, he's a pure gunslinger and I am looking forward to seeing him in a different Jersey 
which man, I never thought I'd say that, but I am <laughs> I am I am fascinated to see him play in a in a full time position again. Yeah. I know he's very humbled, yep. uh, and his attitude seems to be really really great. And I think he doesn't want to blow this opportunity. So, and I think you know Sean Payton will will scheme him better than Bruce Arians did. Uh, I, and you know Jameis never had a really good offensive line too. That's the other thing. Jameis was always under pressure, getting freaking mauled like a a lion to a gazelle. I mean, he yeah. was always getting trampled on. So I think. Saints offensive line will be a little better. The one thing I'm curious about, though, is Jameis was never a dump it down to the to the to the uh, running back type of guy. So I want to see like how Kamara and how many catches he gets and how he's utilized because yeah. going from Drew Brees in that role to Jameis Winston uh, is completely different. But with that being said, they're going to have to do that because they have nobody except for Callaway and. and um, uh, uh, yes, Smith on the on, on the outside. Other than that, they have no one really to throw the ball to due to injury. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how, how the Saints approach this game plan and whether or not they bring in Taysom Hill to just get some extra, extra looks to that uh, Green Bay defense, a look that they're probably not used to seeing. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize the running backs. I, I'm kind of curious now that they kicked uh, Latavius Murray out of of New Orleans, how Jones is going to be from uh, Notre Dame. Uh, yep. They obviously have high regards for him. So it's going to be a lot of different things I'm going to be looking at here. But on the flip side of the ball for Green Bay, I'm very confident in, in, in Devontae Adams. Him and Rodgers just have a connection. I have him as my overall number one receiver this week. Um, I think he could see a lot of targets because I think Aaron Jones could have a little bit of a trouble running the ball because that front seven is no joke uh, in New Orleans. So I think they're not going to be able to establish the run as, as as good as they would hope to. But Aaron Jones will still get his. He'll still catch some balls out of the backfield because Aaron still targets him that way. But we're looking at Tanyan. We're going to see how Cobb looks. I mean, he's old now. And as we know in the offseason, Aaron Rodgers, for whatever reason, I guess it's just loyalty. I uh, really <laughs> wanted to bring him back. But I don't, yeah. I don't fucking get it. But whatever. I mean, there's a lot of great players out there that they could have solicited to come to Green Bay. But they decided to get Cobb. I don't know. But <laughs> whatever, man. Stroke his ego. Make him happy. You know, we got to make Aaron Rodgers happy because he's a little baby. But anyway, so here we are. I think Green Bay is going to be very, uh, very good, even though they're going to be playing on a neutral site. I have my reservations about Green Bay, but we all have them going pretty deep in the playoffs, and they're going to be one of the better NFC teams. So I'm not going to overthink this. I, I think with Jameis getting his first start, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, different system under, under Peyton. So I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers to win this game. All right, so our last game of the 4 o'clock slate, you know, I mean, there's a little bit of intrigue to it. I've got the Broncos going to the playoffs, so that could be the only reason why there is intrigue, in my opinion. However, I don't, I'm don't. i kind of interested to see what Saquon does this year, and I feel like this is a tough draw for his first game in a while, but Drew, would you feel confident starting Saquon with his, you know, coming back from injury going against this tough Broncos defense? Yeah, I would feel confident about it just because he's Saquon Barkley. Um, obviously, this defense is very, very good, and he hasn't played in a while. But, like, Saquon, he's a freak of nature, man. I mean, they don't call him quads for no reason. Yeah. And in my personal opinion, 
I don't know a lot of people feel this way, but when he's healthy and if he had an actually decent line, he would be the best running back in all of football. I really do believe that. He's just he can catch, he can run, he can shred tackles. He's just an absolute monster at his best. And because you paid such a high price for him in your draft going either round one and if you're lucky enough to get him in round two, I think you do have to start him. I think there's not a whole lot of depth probably on your team where you could get cute and start somebody else over him. So you paid that price. You're going to start him. However, that defense is very good and he could have a rough go of it. Uh, in terms of the Broncos, though, like on the flip side, start Jerry Judy all day long. He's going to have a monster game. And, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing Javante Williams. We had talked about him earlier in other podcasts, and then fantasy pundits around the, uh, the world have really put a lot of stock into Javante Williams, even though I do believe Melvin Gordon gets to start here. But I do feel very um, curious to see how Javante Williams works himself into this lineup. This would be a great game for him to get some touches because the Giants are just, I don't know, they're just not that great of of a team. Um, And I I do like the Denver Broncos here because of of Sutton, because of Jerry Judy, because of Noah Fant, because of Teddy Two Gloves, who's not going to put you in a bad spot. He's going to make safe throws. And I um, I just think Denver's defense is really, really good. They're all healthy again. Uh, and this team is uh, is going to be underrated in, in a sense. And I know they're moving east here uh, on the road, but I just don't have any confidence in the Giants right now. Last year was a little different story, but Daniel Jones is such a debacle. I, I, I think he's kind of a mess, and I don't really have a whole lot of faith in him going forward unless he really, really makes some large improvements. But for this game, I got the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm with you on the Broncos. I, you know, I think that defense, defense travels. Um, I, I like them uh, to come out strong. And Teddy Two Gloves doesn't put you in bad spots. And I, I think the Giants could sneakily be one of the worst teams in the league um, this year. Uh, honestly, the more I look at that team, and again, with that Denver defense, I think Patrick Sertain is going to be a baller and fucking probably pick off uh, Danny Danny Dimes a couple times in this game. Uh, Keith, are you also on the Broncos in this? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos in this game. Um, another road favorite. There's a lot of road favorites this week, which is kind of odd. but Kind of a little um, scary. Uh, the Broncos, again, a, a team that we're excited to see this year and, and how far they can go. And the Giants, just I'm really, really torn on what to even think about this team, honestly, going into the season. We talked about it on the NFC preview. I can see them finishing first in this division, and I can see them finishing last in the division. We really don't know what we're going to get. It's all going to come up to how does Daniel Jones progress? Can he protect the football? But, yeah, that Broncos defense, we like the the talent that they have over there, and I like their, I like their chances against an error-prone uh, Danny Dimes that we've seen in the past. Um I want to see Cortland Sutton come back off of injury. I want to see um, I want to see that rotation at running back, like Drew was mentioning. Everyone's really high on Javante Williams. Um, Fangio came out and said that we're willing to put him in any situation, any time during the game. We have full trust in him. So that'll be really interesting to see how long Melvin Gordon can hold him off. Do they use Melvin Gordon at the goal line, which would really hurt Javante Williams fantasy-wise? Um, but, yeah. On the Giants' side, I just want to see Daniel Jones take the next step and, and see where they can take him. But, yeah, Teddy Teddy B, uh, he's going to protect the football on this one, and they're going to play good defense. So I'm going to take them on the road. 
Right on, all on the Broncos, and yeah, that a lot of a lot of road fav, uh, favorites this weekend is a little bit scary just coming into Week One, but um, we'll see if that is something to be afraid of. All right, we've got two primetime games left, and we're going to cover those right after this. All right, so. Our second-to-last segment, we're covering the primetime games. Um, this game is actually, I think, the worst game of the NFL weekend. Uh, the Bears at the Rams, um, and it happens to be Sunday night. Uh, the Bears are getting 7.5 points on the road. I feel like this is a situation where, you know, the Rams could come out and make a statement, and, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about them potentially being a Super Bowl favorite, and I like them to be a Super Bowl favorite this year with the addition of Matthew Stafford. <clears throat> I think the Bears, this is a terrible pull for them week one. Um, you know, I feel like we could potentially see Justin Fields by the second half because Andy Dalton's going to absolutely get destroyed. Keith, is there any scenario that for this game that you see that's not a Rams blowout? Yeah, I mean, there could always be a COVID outbreak on the Rams side. Um, <laughs> somebody could kidnap Matt Nagy and name Fields the starter for this game. I think I think it's too early to throw him in there to the Wolves, but I mean, later down the season, his mobility in the pocket and his ability to make plays would definitely give them a better chance to at least hang around in this game. Definitely a tough spot for Dalton to come in. He's got a new team, a new offense to learn. Um, a team that, some teammates that might not even believe in him as a starter. Uh, going on the road to play the Rams that we think are going to be super good this year. So they, they have a really nasty defense as well. Um, it's going to be important for him to get rid of it quick before Aaron Donald and the boys come crashing down on him. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's just going to be a long day for this offense. Um, Stafford, you mentioned, new team, new offense. But I think with him being a veteran, being a really good uh, player at McVeigh, uh, super good coach. He's going to be well prepared. Um, he's going to know all those little nuances of this offense, and I don't really have a whole lot of faith in that Chicago Bears defense either. So, um, yeah, I think it's just going to be a long day, a uh, long night for the Bears. So, I think I think the Rams are going to roll in this one. Right on. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think this is going to be a shitty game to watch. It'll be. I'm intrigued to watch it because I think Stafford finally playing on a team with a good defense. One little tasty nugget is the last time that the only time that Matthew Stafford played on a team in Detroit with a top ten defense, the team went eleven and five and they made the playoffs. So um, I like I, I like the Rams a lot this season. I think that uh, this one's going to be pretty ugly. Drew, from a fantasy perspective. Is there anybody on the Bears that you like? I think that this is one of those games where you start up all your Rams, right? Yeah, definitely. I, which I'm really excited about because I have a lot of stock in uh, Robert Woods, Bobby Trees. Bobby Give me trees, some Bobby baby. Trees this game for sure. I want to see how him and Stafford gel together because um, we just don't know yet. And I'm really, really excited just from that perspective in this game just to see what that looks like, how he uses uh, Cooper Cup. And I'm hoping... Daryl Henderson gets majority of the workload because I took a flyer on him in one of our in one of our leagues. So I want to see that, and I think they can have uh, really really good success against this Bears defense. Um, on the flip side of the ball, though, I don't like David Montgomery here just because of uh, the Bears line. Offensive line is not good. Andy Dalton's going to get his butt smashed in. Um, he's going to be running for his life, head on a swivel yep. um, with. Uh, 
you know, Aaron Donald and those boys are just going to get after it. So I, I have the Rams DST this week. Man, they're going to be they're going to be munching. Uh, I can't wait. Um, so from that point on, though, I mean, you got to go with Allen Robinson. No matter what the game strip is, he always seems to get the targets, no matter what. And so I, I feel comfortable uh, with Allen Robinson, even though I don't think he's going to have a, a huge, huge game, but he's certainly going to see the targets. So this is going to be a really gut, rough game for Chicago in their first start here uh, out, out of the gate. It's just, you know, they're just kind of, they're overmanned here. And I, I just don't see a, a pathway for them to win this game. I think the, the Rams, even though Matthew Stafford is new, is the new kid on the block and the new kid in town. Uh, I still trust his ability and I certainly trust Sean McVay to get him the right looks. And I think he'll settle in just fine. And I got the Rams handedly in this one. Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a snooze fest, which I'm I'm hoping it's gonna be that way. That way, by halftime, I can go to bed. You know, I always like that for my primetime games to be wrapped up in a bow by halftime, and I think this will be one of those. Um, and then on Monday night, this game, this game seemed a lot more interesting a few weeks ago, but now uh, it seems like the Ravens are having all kinds of issues. Uh, lots of people going down with injuries. The Ravens are still favored by four points on the road at Las Vegas. Um, you know, an interesting thing to point out is this is going to be the first time that there's going to be fans in the Vegas stadium. So I feel like that could be something interesting to watch, see if that place gives the Raiders a uh, home field advantage. I think that's going to be kind of interesting to see. Um, I actually like the Raiders in this game. I'm, I'm taking the Raiders to win outright. Um I, I just something there's there's a stink on the Ravens and uh, I feel like that's not something you should shake. However, um, from a fantasy perspective, uh, Lamar Jackson is still healthy. Drew, would you start him up with confidence in this game? Yeah, for sure. I, he could have a great a great day running the ball, which is huge for fantasy. Getting them them running yards out off your off your quarterback is just such a advantage over the rest of your league mates. So I I do like Lamar Jackson. I'm, I'm curious to see who he's going to throw it to besides Mark Andrews. I think Mark Andrews will have a great game as well. Uh, there's nothing really to write home about this Raiders secondary or their linebacking core, to be quite honest with you. So. Um, I think it, they can be had, but the uh, the Ravens had a very tough week this week. They ended practice early because everybody was busting ACLs. Um, so I was really high on the Ravens coming into this season. I, I thought they could get it together, but then all their injuries to the receiving core, and now all the receiving uh, all the injuries to the running back core, and then you know on the back end of that defense, uh, it's just becoming a mess right now. And I know Harbaugh's a good coach get these guys prepared but there's only so much Lamar Jackson can do with his legs um so this this game feels like a trap game to me to be quite honest with you just like I think the Raiders could end up pulling this game off I, I'm not high on the Raiders though in general but their offensive weapons is a hell of a lot better than what the, the Ravens got going on right now and you know Derek Carr in that new stadium with Jacobs and Drake and Waller, who's a, just an absolute monster, he's an anomaly in, in the league. And then Henry Ruggs, and then one of my sleepers, uh, you know, Brian Edwards. They could all have big games. And the Raiders can strike offensively uh, pretty quickly. And I, 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 yeah, I just, I think, I think I am going to go with the Raiders in this game and just be a little different. I know the Ravens are scheduled to win this game, but 
after the week they had having to go on the road across the country to Vegas into this Death Star of Doom, uh, you know, I you know it, it just feels like a trap game. So I, I think I'm gonna have the Raiders to pull this one out, and this could give them some confidence. But yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm picking I'm picking the Raiders here. Right on. So both of us on the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, I mean, literally, people were talking. I think the Ravens were like the fifth best odds for the Super Bowl just you know a week ago. So you know, yeah. it's it's. A lot has changed since then. Keith, do you are, are you with us on the Raiders as well, or or do you have a little bit more confidence in your in the Ravens? Yeah, I, I'm a little fucking shocked here, to be honest with you. I thought I was gonna blow you guys' balls off by picking the Raiders, but <laughs> I guess it's gonna be a clean sweep here. Um, you've noted the Ravens have taken some really big losses uh, yep. this week. They're down to essentially what is their fourth string running back and then a couple of guys that they just signed off of the couch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they did just bring in Latavius Murray, which is a nice addition, but I doubt he's going to be ready to go uh, mm-hmm. by the time this game kicks off. Um, Lamar, we saw him last year. He was off as a passer, and the whole offense was just off in general. So it'll be a lot of pressure on him to make plays with his legs, I think, in this game with the lack of running game that they, they may possibly have. But I think Tyson Williams is going to be good for this team. The, the system is good, and I, I I find it hard to believe that anybody that they plug in there isn't going to work. So it'll be interesting to see, but, you know, even bigger than the running back losses, I think the loss of Marcus Peters is going to be huge for this team, um, a lot bigger than the loss of Gus Edwards. The way they play defense is they, they blitz more than anybody in the league, and the only reason that they're allowed to do that is because they have Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey on the outside locking down receivers man-to-man. And when they can't do that, then they can't play their they can't play their style. So they're going to have to adjust there. So that might give uh, Derek Carr a little bit more time in the pocket, have some less uh, experience back there in the secondary. They've got to get somebody up to speed to come in and, and take his place also. So, yeah, I'm going to roll with the Raiders. Um, debut in their stadium in front of fans for the first time this year. That now everything is open in Vegas, so the visiting team is going to come in and they might be out partying. We'll see. We'll yep. see what that uh, home field advantage is going to be like for them in Vegas. Yeah, that, that it's funny because we did our AFC, you know, preview, and I think all of us were just kind of like blase on the Raiders. And now, just a week later, I, I, I you know, the fact that the Raiders are going to have fans in the stadium—that's like the intriguing part about the team. It's like, oh shit, like the Raiders may actually have like a fucking nasty home field advantage. They could be. That'd be interesting to see. So um, I'm excited to watch this game, and I'm a Ravens hater, so I hope that stink stays on them the rest of the Not the injury bug, but just like the – it they just have some type of little dark cloud over their heads right now. And what a I, bad juju going there. Yeah, yeah, I would be fine with them continuing to have that. Okay, our final segment. This is going to be a new weekly segment, the Fantasy Studs and Duds of the Week. Um you know, the studs would be somebody that you are confident is going to go off like Amari Cooper last night. And our duds would be somebody that you drafted some capital, you know, have had to invest some draft capital in. And it gives you like an Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott performance from last night. So um, to start off, Keith, who would you say is your fantasy stud of the week? Yeah, I tried to go a little bit off the radar, somebody that you might not think about uh, right off the bat. It's not somebody that you really drafted super high, 
Uh, but somebody that I'm higher on this week than I'm, I would normally be is going to be Sam Darnold. We'll go back to nice. those Carolina Panthers this week against that Jets defense. Uh, rookie head coach, I know that he is defensive-minded, and I think he's going to get that defense turned around. But this week, I don't know what it is. I don't know what has me feeling this way about the Panthers all of a sudden this week as, as I was looking through these games. But just something about them, I, I, I like the matchup for him. I think there's a little that revenge factor also going against his old team. He's got some really good weapons, and I, I wouldn't hesitate to fire up any of them, to be honest. Right on. I, re- I love that pick. Uh, as you know, I am big on the Panthers as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see him having a big game, and if, if they're going to win this game, um, it, it'll be Darnold tossing the ball over the yard. Drew, um, who would be your fantasy stud? Well, I really like the matchup that um, Jefferson from the Vikings has against Cincinnati. Uh, with nice. that talent, Kirk Cousins just throwing him the rock. I really like uh, his chances of being, his floor being really, really solid this week. I, I we rely on him a lot. Uh, I, I'll go back and forth here a little bit. Keith did a little deeper dive, but I'll go for monster points this week. The guy that's going to lead everybody in fantasy points, I think, could be Christian McCaffrey. He just has such a cush mashup uh, against that Jets defense, and he just gets so much work. He touches the ball so much, and I know that's probably everybody knows that because he's the number one draft pick, but he's he could go off. And the other matchup I really like is, uh, is Calvin Ridley against the Eagles. It seems like a nice matchup for him as well. So I, I like that a lot. Uh, and then I'll give you like a little bit of a sleeper pick. I, Corey Davis at Carolina is interesting pick because I just think they're going to have to throw the ball to him. Uh, and I think PPR point-wise, maybe not get a whole lot of tutties, but PPR points-wise, he could have a lot of catches and have a sneaky upside this week. So those are uh, my studs this week. Right on. Yeah, I, w- I would say um, the person I'm looking at from a stud perspective would be Jalen Hurts. I actually really like his uh, matchup against the Falcons. I think um, that game is going to be high scoring. Both defenses aren't very good. I could see it being high flying. I could see Hurts getting some points on the ground and some uh, t- passing touchdowns. I feel like I feel like he could go off for a lot of points. Um, okay, now what about your fantasy duds, uh, Drew? You can start on this one. Who's the guy that you know? Maybe you're starting in a lineup that you don't feel confident in. You know, like basically a performance like Zeke last night who, who would be your guy yeah so that guy for me this week is David Montgomery he's going up against the Rams defense um, I'm playing him because he's my RB2 and I have high draft capital on him I don't really have a whole lot of depth usually to, to fill that role but if he did I would definitely think about you know playing the stream there because he's just going to have a tough go of it with that Rams defense they're going to have to throw the ball Andy Dalton's going to have to have a heroic performance to keep them in this game. They'll be down. They'll have to throw the ball. And Tyreek Cohen is back, so he's going to take some work away through the air. Um, So I I have Montgomery there, and the other one I have is Saquon because of that defense of of Denver, because of him just coming off of that injury. I think they gradually work him back into the lineup, and I just think – those two guys aren't really in for a, a large workload this week, and so therefore, I, I think they're going to be duds. Keith, you're dud. 
Yeah, so like Drew going with Saquon, I, I tried to pick somebody that was drafted highly, uh, that somebody thought they were going to be able to rely on, that might underperform this week. Um, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler of the Chargers. Even before his his injury news a couple days ago with his hamstring, going against this Washington, like traveling across the country to go against this Washington defense uh, was going to be a tall task for that uh, that offense. And I just I don't see him having a monster day that people are going to be expecting. I don't think he has a bottoming out kind of day, but just temper your expectations this week. Yeah, I, I I think that one is uh, a very good pick for a dud. I have him in a league, and I'm not loving the fact that I have to start him, especially, you know, going against that Broncos defense. But um, one of the ones that I'm looking at that I have in a lineup, and I'm starting these guys, I don't like Miles Gaskin's matchup this week uh, against the pa- Patriots. I think the Dolphins are going to get uh, – that defense is going to be really good. And I also really don't like DeAndre Swift. I, had to t- I took him in like a third or fourth round. And uh, I hate his matchup against the Niners. So, um, yeah, those are my duds. Final thing I wanted to ask you guys, we had uh, earlier in the night, I said that the Texans are my pick for a suicide pool. Um, It is actually probably committing suicide to take the Texans, but I want to know, who would you guys take in a suicide pool for this week? Drew, what's the game that you're saying, boom, lock it in, I know the winner of this one? Easy. Uh, it's the, the the least interesting game of the week. Rams Bears. Lock it in, Rams. Uh, wow. The other one that you possibly could do if you don't, because the, su- the way suicide pools work is, once you pick that team, you can't pick them again. So, um, the other one I would possibly do is is Niners Lions. Right on, Keith. Yeah. So trying to trying to pick a team that uh, you might not think of right off the bat that way you still keep the the really top teams there for later in the season please don't kick me off the show but i'm taking the panthers <laughs> um <laughs> i like it i like it i i just i i have a lot of faith in them this week i i have no idea what it is i, I might put my foot in my mouth when we get back on here next week but i, I do like their chances against the the jets and um yeah i'm right gonna on. take the panthers Hell yeah, we we have been we were like fucking like drenching ourselves in Panthers Kool Aid, and it will be uh, not fun if they come if uh, we're coming back next week after like they get blown get their doors blown off by the Jets. But um, yeah, we're really sipping that Panthers Kool Aid on the first and thirty pod. Well, guys, it's been fucking awesome getting back to this, being able to to talk football with you guys again and uh, make picks. I'm so fucking excited for the season to get going. Last night was such a great appetizer, and now I am ready for the main course on Sunday. I'm going to be sitting around. Drew, you're going to be over. We're going to be watching football all goddamn day. I cannot wait. Um, It's going to be a hell of a weekend. you guys have any final words before we get going? Drew? Yeah, I mean, I hope this weekend is... uh... Is is a preview of what happened last night because that was just that was just great. Um, I'm still riding high from that game and just just all the fantasy points scored as well. And I'm just looking forward to you know week one in fantasy and trying to get some wins here. Uh, it's just I just love it. I'm I'm so excited and um, I look forward to watching football with you guys uh, this weekend. And uh, yeah, enjoy the week, guys. It's finally here. We finally made it. We finally made it. We finally made it. Yeah, man. Keith, you got anything? (laughs) Yeah. 
This is going to be easy for me. The hardest part of my NFL week is over already after <laughs> Dallas played last night. So yep. I'm going to get the chance to just sit back, relax, uh, watch the fantasy points pile up, uh, bullshit with you guys about what we're seeing on the screen, yep. and uh, preparing for next week and what we're going to talk about again. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, um, thank you guys so much for uh, you know hanging tonight, talking, and thank you for everybody who's listening. Um, you know, if you could... Uh, subscribe to the pod that would be really uh, we would really love that we would love it if you would take time to rate give the pod a five star rating that helps us with the algorithms make sure to check out our uh, social media uh, we, our Instagram account first and 30 pod our Twitter account first and 30 pod our Facebook group and all of that fun stuff and make sure to share share the podcast with your friends um, you know, we love talking sports and we love the fact that you guys take the time to listen. So we really appreciate it. Um, can't wait for this weekend to start and we are out. Do you want? Do you start Saquon Barkley in this one with confidence, or do you? Yeah. Are you nervous about that D? Well, I am nervous about that D, uh, but I do start him with confidence because you paid so high for him. I mean, you got him in the first. Round. Come on, come on. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. <laughs> you are nervous about that D. Yes, sir.